Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's not many people that have lived a life as full as Johnny Cash. Through the course of his life, he created countless hits, received numerous awards and inductions, overcame drug and alcohol addictions, was arrested seven times, and left a legacy as one of the greatest country artists to ever walk the earth. He went from humble beginnings at his family's farm in Arkansas to the highest possible peak of stardom. But what is it that we all love so much about Johnny Cash? Is it his relatable lyrics, his mesmerizing voice, or his sincere originality? Perhaps his interpretation of his own success will help us answer those questions. Johnny? Yes. What do you think is the Johnny Cash appeal to the public, which is so strong right now? I really can't answer that question. I do know what I do, though, and I really think I know who I am. And uh, if there's appeal there, I think it might be through sincerity and honesty because I do what I enjoy doing, and, you know, and I love my work. And the people can sense that. If you don't enjoy your singing or even making your records, the people that buy the records can sense that. And I think it's sincerity of delivery that the people recognize. You can't fool the people. You know, if you put out a record they don't like, they're going to throw it right back at you. And you deserve it because you're making it for them. And you have to, you have to love what you're doing, and you have to show that love in your work. Throughout his career, Cash spent years on and off drugs from using to sober and back again many times. He explains what started his addiction, as well as the faith and relationships that got him through. First of all, what caused that period of depression? You were on your way up, you were successful, mm -hmm. things were going pretty good for you. It didn't begin as a period of depression. You know, I was a, I was a Christian from the time I was 12 years old, and I grew up in a church, and then I got into the Air Force and into the music business, and then I got away from it. I got to traveling, I got... You know, I stopped going to church. And then uh, on some of the first long tours we had, somebody introduced me to amphetamines. <clears throat> he said, you're tired, this will make you feel good. And he was right, it did, it felt so good. And I took them for a while, I'd take them before every show, and, I, and I'd, I'd search my conscience. And there was a demon called deception that made me believe, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because I'd, I'd ask myself, how could anything that feels so good be so wrong? You know, so I kept it up, and I would have argued with anybody that tried to tell me that it was bad for me. Now, this was in 59, and a lot of doctors didn't know what amphetamines were, would do to people. So I got, I got hooked on it. I got taking amphetamines to the point of where I couldn't rest at night, you know. So then I got to taking tranquilizers, and then I started to see into what I was really doing to myself. And then the depression set in when I realized that they had control, 
and pray as hard as I try, I could never, I could never reach out of it and find that strength, you know, that I'd had all my life until I'd had all these series of arrests and car wrecks and uh, hospitalizations and different hospitals and and halfway quitting the habit, but I'd get out there and be my old friends with the pills again, you know, so I'd go right back to it until finally in 67, I, I realized that that this is it. I was down to 154 pounds and I'm 6'2". And I knew I was dying. And uh, there was that warm, still presence of God there behind me telling me that if I didn't, then I was gone, you know. So with the help of June Carter and some other good friends uh, helping us and standing by us and living with me out there at my house, I overcame the drug habit. It was really, it was tough. Looking back at Johnny's life, he's persevered through trying times. His story is marred by countless times that he fell down and got back up again. It's no surprise that his life philosophy is to never give up. To lots of people, this may sound like a cliche thing to say, but perhaps Cash would have never achieved the greatness he did without keeping these three words so near and dear to his heart. The first time I knew what I wanted to do with my life was when I was about four years old. I was listening to an old Victrola playing a railroad song. The song was called Hobo Bill's Last Ride. And I thought that was the most wonderful, amazing thing that I'd ever seen, that you could take this piece of wax and music would come out of that box. From that day on, I wanted to sing on the radio. And uh, I grew up in the 40s and I heard all these great speeches like Winston Churchill, his uh, most famous or infamous commencement exercise speech was one that consisted of seven words. He stood before this graduating class and said, never, 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 never give up. And then somebody else said, every day in every way I'm getting better and better. I didn't especially believe that about myself, but I said it every day and I made myself believe it and it worked. I persevered, I never gave up my dream to, quote, sing on the radio. I read a book when I was about 12 years old about an Indian named Lone Bull. Lone Bull was going to be a hero and kill a buffalo and bring it back to the village so his family and the other people could have meat. Uh, the elders of the, of the village knew about the buffalo herd out there. They knew it was there, and they were making plans to cut into the herd and cut off some buffalo and kill them and have meat for the whole winter and into the next spring. Lone Bull wanted to be a hero. He went out with his bow and arrow and killed a calf and ran the herd off into the next state or whatever. He drug his, his calf home. His family was fed, but they were ostracized from the village. They had to leave the village. And um, Lone Bull became a wanderer until he found a village that would take him in. In that next village that he was taken in, he organized the buffalo hunt that winter. And he had more meat than this village had ever had before. So I learned from my mistakes. It's a very painful way to learn, but without pain, the old saying is, there's no gain. And I found that to be true in my life. You miss a lot of opportunities by making mistakes. But that's part of it, is knowing that you're not shut out forever and that there's a goal there that you still can reach. So 
Lone Bull's philosophy was, I'm kicked out of this village, but I will grow up and I'll come into another one and I will do what I set out to do, and that was feed the people. You build on failure. You use it as a stepping stone. Uh, you don't close the door on, on the past. You don't try to forget the mistakes, but you don't dwell on it. You don't let it have any of your energy or any of your time or any of your space. You know, you analyze it as you're moving forward and uh, never fall in the same trap twice, which uh, I can't say that I haven't been guilty of doing. But my advisors don't. If they're going to break your leg once when you go in that place, stay out of there. <laughs> but the first thing is to know what you want to do. Set that goal out there and never lose sight of it and work toward it. And know that there are going to be byways and sidetracks. But keep persevering and keep on and do what you know that you want to do. And uh, meditate on. A person knows when it just seems to feel right to them something they want to do. Feelings still got a lot to do with it. Lots of people would consider Johnny Cash one of the greatest songwriters of all time. But where is it he gets the inspiration from? Uh, songwriting is a very strange thing, so far as I'm concerned. It's not something that I can say, next Tuesday morning I'm going to sit down and write songs. I can't do that. can't, no way. If I say I'm going to the country and take a walk in the woods next Tuesday, then the probability is next Tuesday night I might can write a song. Creative people have to be fed from the divine source. I do. I have to get fed. I have to get filled up in order to pour out. Really have to. A Johnny Cash lyric that sticks out is, I were black for those who never read or listen to the words that Jesus said about the road to happiness through love and charity. Johnny credits a large amount of his perseverance and success to his religious beliefs. He even dedicated the 1975 book, Man in Black, to his wife's father who helped shape his love for the Bible. I wrote a book called Man in Black and in the foreword of that book I said this book is dedicated to E.J. Carter, that's my wife's father, who taught me to love the Word. He was a theologian and he got me into uh, Bible history and uh, the Bible commentaries. And uh, I discovered the joy of discovering spiritual truths. And the Bible is the source of the greatest joy of that. It's a great moral stabilizer in a, in a world run amok. And it's an anchor for my own conscience and my own mind and for my own life. It keeps my feet on the ground. It gives you the answer to every problem you're facing if you, if you look for it. Years later, he was diagnosed with neurodegenerative disease. Although Cash didn't let that turn his heart cold, he remained in high spirits for the remainder of his life and stayed true to his philosophy of never giving up. Are you bitter? Bitter? Yeah, angry. No. I mean, you know, you're a young guy, you're only 70. No, I'm not bitter. Why should I be bitter? I'm thrilled to death with life. The way God has given it to me is just a platter, a golden platter. of Life laid out there for me. It's been beautiful. I've been with you many times, Larry, and it's all been uphill. Every time you remember? Yeah. Yeah, things have been good, and things will get better all the time. I'm the last one that would be angry at God. Well, how, do you, how do you look at tomorrow? Well, Larry, you can ask the people around me. I, I, don't, um, I don't give up. And it's not out of frustration and desperation that I say I don't give up. I don't give up because I don't give up. I, I don't believe in it. I, it's like my father 
So when you go to the cotton fields, if you're supposed to give the man 10 hours for $5 a day, give him 10 hours and a half. I still try to do that, you know. When I, if my session is supposed to be a three-hour session, I'll try to do four or five hours uh, of work because I love my work. So long as I can work, I'm going to work. In May 2003, his wife June Carter Cash passed away due to complications following her heart valve replacement surgery. Most people would spend months mourning, but most people aren't Johnny Cash. Just three days after his wife's funeral, Cash was back in the studio recording music. She told me in the hospital, said, go to work. I said, what are you talking about? She said, don't worry about me, go to work. And, and at the funeral, I could almost hear her saying, go to work. Three days after the funeral, everybody said, you're crazy. But three days after the funeral, I was in the studio. Really? Yeah. And I stayed in the studio for two weeks. And uh, it was great therapy for me. And I think I accomplished more in that couple of weeks than most of the other year combined. Do you feel like you're in a monument of American music? Or do you just look at yourself as John Cash? Just as John Cash. Look, I appreciate all that, all the, all the praise and the glory, but um, it doesn't change the way I feel about anything, really. I just do what I do and just hope the people enjoy it and just try to be myself in whatever I do. Uh-huh. You believe and you have faith. I mean, does it make it easier to look, at, look ahead and say, well, my life may end, but it's been good. I'm not afraid. Oh, I expect my life to end pretty soon. You know, I'm 71 years old, uh-huh. and um, I have great faith, though. I have unshakable faith. I've never been angry with God. I've never been, uh, I've never turned my back on God, so to speak. I never, uh, I never thought that God wasn't there. See, he's my counselor. He's my wisdom. All the good things in my life come from him. Where do you think we go? Where do we go? Well, we all hope to go to heaven. Less than a month after that interview, on September 12, 2003, Johnny Cash, the man in black, passed away from diabetes at the Baptist Hospital in Nashville. He was buried next to his wife at Hendersonville Memory Gardens. Their deaths were less than four months apart. Lord, I've never lived where churches grow. I've loved creation better as it stood. The day you finished it so long ago and looked upon your work and called it good. Others seemed to find you in the light that sifted down through tinted window panes. And yet I feel your presence here tonight in this dim, quiet starlight on the plains. That's part of the Cowboy's Prayer. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. 
Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered.